This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of Let's Talk Adult where we talk about smart sex and speaking about smart sex. My partner in crime knows all about that. He is the king of the world when it comes to sex. He is, of course, Glenn King with some opening thoughts and an introduction to today's guest. Yes, that's right. Smart sex. Smart guy. That's me, Glenn King. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Adults. We're so proud and happy to bring you adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious Jim, we now have over 15,000 subscribers. That number just blows me away. We appreciate everybody who tunes into the show each week. Today is a very, very, very special show, Jim. Uh, as you know, I have the Glen King Tree of Love. That's and, right. Uh, that is how I sort of rank it. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Everybody that every girl that I know is uh, something that we have different branches and every girl finds her way to the towards the top. But there's a very, very tip top branch. It's one level above all the other branches. And that branch just holds our guest today, Sarah Jesse. She's my favorite person in all of adult entertainment. Sweet. I'm so happy to have her with us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so many people know her as the perfect 10 porn star or the um, – I've actually made her into the Barbie doll dom lately. But she is famous for being absolutely gorgeous, and many people say that she has the best body in all of porn. I believe she's won awards for it. Mm. Let's get right to it, Sarah Jesse. Well, first off, big round of applause, everybody. Sarah Jesse. <laughs> Absolutely. I would not question that. Um, 10, you know, on a scale of 10, I'd go 15. So oh, there you go. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> I work hard on my body. All right. Let's get right to it, Sarah. <laughs> Tell us your social media. Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter is Sarah Jesse Triple X. And uh, Instagram is Sarah Jesse 420. I also have Snapchat, Sarah Jesse. Uh, is it? Oh, it's sorry, Fan Centro, uh, Sarah Jesse. It's a premium Snapchat, so you can see me do all my naughty things on there, um, exclusively that you can only see on there. 
Um, what else? What else? I have a website, uh, officialsarahjesse.com. Did you mention your OnlyFans page? Oh, OnlyFans. <laughs> there's way too many Only things. Fans. And now there's a Naughty America OnlyFans that they just added me to. And I'm one of the first porn stars they did. So I'm like, now I have to upload videos there too. I'm like, shit, there's so many. That's cool. Okay. So <laughs> that's everybody cool. that's listening, go to your Twitters right now. Look up Sarah Jesse XXX. You will see what we're talking about here. She's amazingly hot. And I see Sarah that you have a big event coming up on December 15th. Um, yeah, I'm hosting Crazy Horse in Las Vegas, which is where I live. So it'll be fun. Everyone should come out and say hi to me. Um, it's on the 15th. I'll be there around 11.30 p.m. for a couple hours. I'll probably be there, although 11.30 is past my bedtime. <laughs> Rick Haven will be there. Right? Um, Helly Hellfire will be there. So you can uh, come out. Kaylani and... Lay will be there. There you go. Uh, oh, good. I want to meet Kaylani. A bunch of other porn stars will be there, too. So that'll be fun. And uh, what else? Oh, you can also vote for me for Hottest MILF um, AVN Awards. Uh what else? Yeah, you're also up for an award for my mean um, cuckold POV series. Awesome. Yay. And then I can't remember. The dungeon one did not you, – you don't have the episode that's up oh, for an award, right? right? Or you okay. do? I don't no, know. I, okay. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. All right. You've got one of the best bodies in the, in the world. We talked about that. But I know you don't use steroids or any enhancing drugs of any sort. So what do you do? Do you work out like eight hours a day? No, well, I usually have sex like eight hours a day, <laughs> but, but no, I go to the gym every day for like an hour and a half. Um, and yeah, I'm vegan. So that really helps. And I think I've like transformed a lot of people that I've met, like, um, like me to being, yeah, like you into being like healthy, uh, health conscious and watch what you eat and exercise more. And it works. That's really all you have to do. I mean, it's simple, really. Yeah, so they call it the Sarah Jesse effect. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people that have met Sarah, like myself, um, appreciate just that every single day she's exercising and eating right. And it's not mm -hmm. a sometimes on and off thing. It's a way of life for her. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I, with her assistance, I've started exercising. I have a twice-a-day routine. I eat vegan twice a week. I do planks, all this stuff. And, Jim, this will impress you. We've never done this before, but I actually um, have gifts for our guest here. I brought, I bought her wow. vegan muffins mm -hmm. that we've got oh, in the room. They're really good. There's no, um, there's no milk, no eggs. There are, I think, are they gluten-free, too? Yeah, they're I definitely gluten-free. Otherwise, I wouldn't make it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, they're super healthy, and they taste good, too. <laughs> but so my point is, is that if you're uh, listening to the show and you love porn stars, but you also need um, a, a health advice or exercise advice, you can actually get it from Sarah, and that's what her Sex Panther's for. Do you have Sex Panther? Oh, no, I don't have that, oh, but... Yeah. Um, DM her on OnlyFans. Oh, there's so many. Okay. So, and, and especially do it when you're at Fresh Foods so that you can make sure that you get the right stuff. Exactly. Uh, I have OnlyFans. I have, oh, I have Collide as well. And that's like Sex Panther, like the same thing. So it's kind of confusing all these. these. There's so many. It's like, which one do you choose? You do have a lot. I know. Okay, so tell us about how you got started in adult films. You didn't really 
have the kind of broken childhood that I think a lot of people have that get into our industry and you got started maybe a little later than most. So let's hear about your story, your journey. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, I've got started a little later. I've, I've lived, I moved out when I was like 18. I lived overseas, um, for about seven years and I was just kind of like on my own traveling, doing my own thing. Um, and then, yeah, I started um, being a dancer and then, you know, just really loved sex. So, <laughs> Okay, so seven <laughs> years you roamed around. I think New Zealand was one of the places or, or Australia um, you lived for a few years? Yeah, I was in Germany and then I went to Australia. Australia, okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, what were you doing out there? Were you just kind of banging around and meeting people or did you yeah, have a I went, certain... Um, I went to school and then I was... Um, a dancer as well. So, um, and what kind of dancer, like a stripper. stripper. Okay. Yeah, a stripper. Yeah. So they have strip clubs <laughs> in Australia and all mm-hmm. these places. And that's what you were doing. It's just kind of, mm-hmm. and what would cause you to move from one place to the next? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to travel and see the world. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really have a place to be, so <laughs> why not? Okay. okay. So it's not like <laughs> they you actually, know. they actually mm-hmm. have some outstanding clubs in, the uh, in, uh, <laughs> Australia. Yeah, I was in Melbourne and I learned to dance at Showgirls. Um, and yeah, they taught me. It was fun, super fun. Yeah, no, I, I was just traveling. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you like being a stripper and you met people and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fun lifestyle. Huh? Yeah, and then I, I was modeling and I met a girl at the strip club, told me about um, LA Direct. And it's, she's like, oh, you can like go to LA and be a porn star. And so I looked into it and it took me a while while to decide, you know, um, if that's what I wanted to do. But eventually, yeah, I got with, um, got with LA direct and they got me into it and moved to LA. Well, who was the girl? Was she a porn star or was she just Uh, somebody who heard of LA direct? No, she had worked. I don't remember who she is. That was so long ago, but no, she had been to LA and shot some movies. So Mm-hmm. It wasn't Natasha Starr because like, I don't remember who like, it was. Like honest. four of the girls we've had on the show, to, this in, the, in our nine episodes have been right. Try one, by one of the star sisters. So. <laughs> no, she wasn't her. But like, Dude, she's everywhere. <laughs> no. Okay, so then you came to LA Direct. You signed uh-huh. up with them. Um, mm-hmm. And then what kind of what was your first scene they sent you to? It was a threesome for Naughty America. Uh, uh, Evan Stone ah, and yeah, <laughs> and uh, fuck. I'm so bad at remembering names. What year was this? I can't remember her name. Was it like 2008? I think. But um, anyway, um, doesn't matter. I'm pulling this up. Uh, what um, what did you? Was it what you expected when you went on set? Was it different? Was it shocking? Uh. Yeah, yeah, I was like intimidated because like the first scene was my a threesome. So yeah, that is kind of like, <laughs> like I was all that's a tough one. I wasn't sure what to do, but yeah, I'm and, much and better working now. with Evan too. Like, did Evan do anything <laughs> shocking? Because he's sort of famous for that. Mm, no, I don't think so. But yeah, after years of experience, I'm <laughs> much better than that scene. That scene is so old. Oh my god, no doubt. Um, <sighs> also, right about two thousand. 
2006, pretty early in your career. I booked you I for did. a scene for Mean Bitches. Yeah, I didn't live here in 2006, but <laughs> okay, it would have been. It was real young, early in your career. But yeah, yeah, it's probably like 2007 or eight. So when you did my scene, was it kind of oh, like I mean, that, that one? Here's your scene. That, okay, what's wait, her name? Wait. Sativa Rose. Yes, All right, Sativa so Rose. we, we went did. on. Naughty America, and we looked this up. Sativa Rose, beautiful Latina girl who yeah. I think maybe she's back in the industry or oh, sort really? of came back. I, I don't know. That's so funny. She, there's somebody followed me on. Oh, 2007. Sorry, my bad. It was 2007, not eight. Okay. Okay, yeah. But I, I moved here, yeah. Okay. So then you worked for me in 2008, maybe. It must have been 2008, yeah. Yeah. So, but LA Direct may not have, did you even know when you came to my set, you were going to be sort of a dom, a dom that day, or do you remember? Uh, no, that's long ago. I don't yeah. remember. That's yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> 10 years ago. How do I remember yesterday? <laughs> this is, so people um, out in the audience, and by the way, you're listening to Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams and our guest, Sarah Jesse, the perfect 10 porn star. <laughs> and we're talking about one of her first early scenes. Do you want to cold one of these, by the way? Sure. There's one in the yeah. refrigerator right oh, next awesome. to you there. Yeah. So we're talking about her first scene with me where – so people don't necessarily know. A lot of times when a porn star gets sent to a set, she kind of has no idea where she's going. So a lot of times she gets there, and they're like, yeah, you're doing a dom scene today. And she says, what? Okay, I guess I'll do it, but I've never tried being a dom before. Yeah. Stuff like that. Those are the easy ones that happen. Sometimes a girl gets sent to a set and it's stuff that's, you know, deliberately on her no list, like stuff she would never do, not comfortable with. And the agent kind of surprises her. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, and some girls can handle it and some girls can't. So w- do you remember, like, w- was it challenging doing that Dom scene? We gave you another girl to work with to make it easier. Though. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was challenging. I was, like, not sure what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> God. I do remember. Yeah, I'm way better now. <laughs> yeah, what we more do, practice. So, from my perspective as the director that day, I knew we had just one of the most stunningly beautiful girls I'd ever seen, but I also knew that she didn't have any dom experience. So, I hired another girl who had a little bit more dom experience to have a minor role in the scene, and then we just let her do most of the talking, and then Sarah did all the other stuff, the face sitting and foot worship stuff that we mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So yeah, but it, the the recent one we did was so much better. <laughs> right. So we're going to, okay, let's get right to that. So that's an amazing transformation. Yeah. 10 years later, um, I put you in another scene. I can't remember what led to this, but we, but I threw you into a, into a dungeon scene, which is the hardest kind of Dom scene to do. Mm-hmm. Um, usually if I put a girl in a scene where she's like the dominant secretary, she can have some, background to work with right you know she can just okay be a secretary and then we give her a character to play but when you put her in a dungeon and say you're a mistress and this guy's a slave there's not a lot of plot to it we really just expect her to act like a a dominatrix Mm -hmm. something happened a couple months ago and i I needed a last minute replacement or whatever and and you know since sarah is uh is here in vegas um and stunningly beautiful and the perfect 10 porn star I put her in the role. She killed it. All of a sudden, from 10 years ago till now, she went from being completely uncomfortable as a dom to being in the elite category, one of the top 10% in the world at it. So what happened? What what made you so good? Um, I think I'm just like more comfortable with it. And um, maybe I had a lot of pent-up aggression. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just thinking about thinking about all my exes, maybe. <laughs> took it out on you yeah i put myself <laughs> jim i put myself in that scene as the slave guy so <laughs> it was easy for her to beat me up and and just use me <gasps> yeah let me I, just say it's hard for me to feel sorry for you being in this scene with her right okay. i put my mind in that place you know what i mean like if you put yourself right. there then just kind of learned how to do it i guess but yeah i'd love to do another one oh it's so fun take, you, so glenn took one for the team huh glenn <laughs> you could you could kind of say that, but I loved it. I mean, I loved every minute of it, and I want to do it again as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, but you know, we also made that scene a little different in that we started as like uh, in the CEO's office. We're signing paperwork for a company thing, and then at the last minute, the guy that's selling his company or doing this big deal realizes that the girl he's doing the deal with from the other company has thrown in a clause that he has to be her slave for a day. And so it gave her a character to play, and that's that really works well for Sarah. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have acting experience? Like, what? Mm -hmm. How did you become such a great actress? Mm, I don't think I am, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, I don't have acting experience. <laughs> okay, but, but for people who are just getting into the business, for for girls who. Um, want to be porn stars and then they realize they're going to have to act what tips would you give them about how to get into a role and really become convincing as the character mm -hmm. um you just have to put yourself in that mindset you know and just think you become that character for the role and stay in the character it's hard to like uh, break character i guess some people like mean streak actors do that too like on set they become that person and stay that person the entire time yeah they call that method acting yeah that's where you really just become the character and then as you walk around all day you are the character <laughs> yeah you're kind of bitchy though anyway no i'm, I'm just really kidding. not kid, I kid, you're not bitchy i am like the sweetest person ever you are but you did you also mentioned a second ago that you find things that are in your real life to sort of relate to while <laughs> mm -hmm. you're being the character yeah exactly yeah so there's, there you go. There's mm -hmm. the, the tip is, you know, to find something that mm -hmm. you can sort of bring into the scene. If it's like an ex-boyfriend or right. whatever, yeah. you know, you're looking at that person instead. <laughs> That's right. What are your favorite kinds of scenes to do? Um, mm, yeah, I, I like the role play. The role play is fun. Yeah. But I don't like too extravagant of a, of a, you know, like, dialogue where it's like feels like something i wouldn't say you know what i mean because it right. just like throws you off you're like i would just never say that but if it's a character you're like okay i could play this i could see myself doing that in real life that that could really happen but i don't know i would like to play something out of the ordinary like um like a character and like an alien space like, monster or yeah something? like something weird like that Tentacle. would be fun too you know like a comic book character i haven't done that before but I think once you're like you get dressed up and you get that, then you would fall into that role and be like, okay, this is me. I can do this. That'd um, be fun. So um, to play things where you can be a character. You did anal yeah. sex actually for the first time recently, right? Or no? No, I haven't done that yet. You keep telling me you're going to do your first anal scene. Well, I'm waiting for browsers to tell me when. Oh, okay. <laughs> they haven't. They're so slow about booking that. I'm like, when? They said they want to. So yeah, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> 
Okay. Do you like it better? So, so I put you in a series called When Porn Stars Attack or Glenn King's Man Eaters, one of those. Oh, yeah. And then, so that. you were, got to be aggressive. And, you know, we basically mm-hmm. gave you a, um, a male talent and just said, use him as a sex slave and then yeah. jump on the cock. Mm-hmm. But are you happier doing that kind of scene or a scene where the guy throws you around and, mm-hmm. and, I don't mind. I like both. Okay. Yeah. I like to change it up. You don't have to choose. I don't have to choose. Why can't I do both? One way or the other. <laughs> That's right. I like it all. Uh, let's see here. Well, we're going to ask you to give some advice to producers about what makes a great set. But first, Jim, let's talk about our sponsor. Absolutely. That's right, Jim. Let's talk about BlueChew.com. Now, BlueChew.com. Uh, is a place where you can get the uh, erectile dysfunction pills. Now, I need those pills, okay? And here's why. I'm a 50-year-old man, and I perform in adult videos. And the problem with with uh, with the pills that I was using, I was using Cialis, is that you'd never know when exactly you're going to need them. And when you know you're going to need them, it's going to take about 45 minutes or so to kick in, or at least it was taking 45 minutes to kick in for me. Also, let me explain the whole process I went through to get the pills in the first place. I went to my doctor. I explained to him why I felt like I needed these pills. He prescribed for me, and he's a great guy, but he prescribed for me 10 milligram pills of Cialis. I then went to my pharmacy. I swear to God, they told me it was going to cost, I think, around $2,000 to get these pills, the 10 milligrams. I said, well, how much are the 5 milligrams? Turns out way cheaper. So the, the five milligrams pills were about $400. Not talking about blue chew here. I'm talking about the, uh, the pharmacy. So I went back to my doctor. Uh, I called him and I said, I'm going to need a five milligram prescription. It took them uh, about a week with multiple calls from me saying, where's my prescription before I finally get the five milligram pills. So then I'm a week behind on this project. <laughs> I needed them too. And so then I go to the pharmacy, but they're still saying it's very expensive. So I had to go to three different pharmacies. Then I had to look for coupons online and finally I get the pill. And then it took me, you know, every time I took a pill, it took 45 minutes or so to kick in. Then I discovered bluechew.com. Bluechew.com is the world's first chewable pill with the same FDA approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you take them anytime because they're chewable they work twice as fast of a pill as a pill. So for me, you know, and I can't tell you how each person I think would be a little different, but it cut me down from about 45 minutes till about 20 minutes. And if you listen to the podcast last week, I told you about a day on set where we were in the middle of things and I needed that pill. And I'm really glad that it worked that fast. So it's prescribed online. All you do is you go on their website, you fill out a little form explaining why you're going to need these pills. A doctor reviews it, and bam, they ship straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, no pharmacy shopping, trying to figure out who's got the best price, no awkwardness in the whole thing. They're actually made in the United States, so you're not getting these uh, Indian pills or or these other pills that I, some of my friends use. Um, they're right. They're made right here in the United States. This is the real deal. They prepare and ship direct, so they come right to you, and they're cheaper, way cheaper than I was paying at the pharmacy. So we got a deal for you guys. So, so listen carefully. I want everybody in, in 
our podcast audience to give this a shot. So we actually got them to give you a no-brainer deal. You can get your first order of pills for free and give it a try, and then you'll see that I am telling you the truth. Uh, you're just going to pay $5 for shipping, but your promo code is ADULT, A-D-U-L-T, the word ADULT. And again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use the promo code ADULT. Try it for free. Jim, Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Let's Talk Adult podcast. All right, Sarah, so give some advice to the producers out there. You know, there are so many people mm-hmm. who are just starting up their own companies right now. The, the world of porn mm-hmm. has become easy to enter, mm-hmm. and as a result, we're getting some great new talent as producers and directors, but there's no school on this and how to do it. Mm-hmm. So give some advice to producers. How did they make a great working environment for you? Um, just be like Glenn King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Just learn from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're so awesome. I mean, I do some <laughs> things like I give um, talent a little sheet before every scene with a whole bunch of tips on there about things to say in the scene, things not mm-hmm. to say. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? It's- I mean, it's kind of hard when you just give a person a script, like, here, read this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's better if you give, like, tips like that of how how you want it to sound and what you're going for. But, yeah, and, and don't get, um, like, too annoyed if, if the person, right. like, doesn't care. Well, it gives you a chance to be improvisational. Yeah, that too. That, I like that too. Yeah. So just be patient. <laughs> Absolutely. See, that's a great tip right there is that a lot of directors feel like, especially in the beginning, like they have to show everybody who's in charge. Mm-hmm. And and they'll yell at the girl from, yeah. from time to time. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes. And then you feel like you're not doing a good job and then you feel self-conscious. You're like, oh, it, like it's not good. And then. Yeah, it's more, it's better if you motivate the girl and make her feel like she's pretty and doing a good job, then she will actually, you know, give you more. I guess that's the case in anything in life, right? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you want to, you want to do it, but you want to do it in a sincere manner. If you're the director Mm -hmm. and the girl walks in and you see, you know, you really appreciate that she's smart or she's beautiful or she's funny. Mm -hmm. But don't tell her, hey, I love your big giant boobs if you don't have big giant if she doesn't have big giant boobs or or <laughs> Yeah, don't be creepy either. <laughs> yeah, if she's not funny, then don't, don't compliment her on her humor because she's gonna see through that. But mm, yeah, don't so be don't fake. be creepy. So mm. what are creepy things that don't a director can do? Don't be fake. Like yeah. um I I don't know, I say you have to give me a blowjob to get the next to get a role or or something like that you know what i mean like i'll book you more if you if you blow me <laughs> i don't know that's Did, that's not always true sometimes it's true no <laughs> yeah i mean it's, that's how i've worked with her but that's <laughs> kidding 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 so um but this does sometimes happen it in the, this happens in the industry more than it should um way too often directors have told you what on go sees or at parties or whatever that if you have sex yeah. with them they'll give you a role yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But it's, I mean, it's, that's not a good way to get a part. Like, I mean, maybe if you want to, it's fine, but don't be pressured into it, you know? Sure. But have you ever gotten to a set and then the director wants to pull you aside and get a blowjob mm-hmm. before the scene? Um, yeah, yeah, that's happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And what did you say to him? Like, did you just do it or did you um did you call your agent and say, Hey, this is this is creepy? I what did I do? This is creepy, yeah. I'm not like the type of person who's like like telling on other people though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would figure it out myself if I want to do it or not. I'm not like I wouldn't tell. I don't know. Um, it's up to you, whatever you feel do you want to do. But yeah, if he's being pressuring and creepy, that's not good. You should definitely tell someone then. Yeah. You so know? if you're a model, you get to set. The guy tries to get you to give him a blowjob before the scene. You should probably tell your agents and and yeah. let them know. If you are um, a producer, if you're a director, don't do this. Don't. Yeah, don't do that. Don't yeah. do it. It's incredibly disrespectful. Totally. It is. And, you know, I know there are directors who will tell a girl, hey, can we do a, do an extra arrangement on the mm-hmm. side where you get paid extra? I've had that happen too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's not so bad necessarily. That's yeah. not something that I do, but I, yeah. you know, I, I think it's not so bad. But the problem is just think, director guy out there, potential director, what can happen if the girl says no? If you do this before the scene and then the girl says, I don't do extras, how awkward it suddenly becomes. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation for you, director guys, who really – because some of you only want to get in the business for the purpose of getting these side deals set up. Mm-hmm. At least wait until after the scene before yeah. you before you do that because there are girls yeah. who'd like to make a little extra money. Yeah, some girls don't mind and it's, and it's fine. But then, you know, you don't want to get a bad name in the business as well if you offend the girl. So you just kind of feel it out, I guess. Yeah. I have a, I have a real quick question. Um, have you ever worked with a female director? Um, Brie Mills. No, I haven't worked with her. How many? Are there female director? Oh, um, what's her name? She, um, the one who works with you. What's her name? Fuck. Nikki Hunter. Uh, no. Nikki did some directing for us. No, she does like the. Um, oh, Aiden Starr. Aiden you work Star. for Aiden. Yes. There Aiden you go. Star. Yeah. I How was it? For oh, so I didn't realize yeah. you'd work for Aiden. Yeah, it's been a while ago, but yeah, I did like a. It was a little bit of kind of dom-ish. Okay. Not full on dom, but yeah. What? What was the but, scene? Um. It was with, I think it was Robbie Echo. There, there wasn't really a, a plot or anything. Yeah, I can't exactly remember. It was it was just kind of the look, the okay. dumb look. Oh, okay, it wasn't gotcha. really like how we did. But Aiden Starr, everybody is famous for being like one of the most sickest, twisted individuals in the world. I love her to death. Yeah, yeah, she did was she... sweet though. She's super sweet. What did anything happen that day though that was like very memorable? Like, did she shove the guy's head in the toilet or your head in the toilet? Or no, she she wasn't in the scene. It was just him and I in okay. the scene. But it was it was pretty so chill though. Pretty it wasn't, straight, yeah, it wasn't like anything crazy. No, <laughs> this is disappointing. I would Aww. rather hear that Aiden made you have sex with a big giant octopus with tentacles. <laughs> no, <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> Maybe she likes me. <laughs> she loves you. Um, I, I believe so at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was sweet. Cause I, so back to Jim's question then, was there anything different about working for a female director than a male director? Was she able to um, sort of help you get in touch with yourself more or, you know, was it was she able to understand your needs a little better? Uh, or no? Well, it felt like the same. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, Aiden's a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about nightlife here. You're kind of mm-hmm. like sort of famous in a way. People can look at your Instagram and see that you get out there quite a bit. It's actually on other mm-hmm. people's Instagrams that you show up, I think. <laughs> At yeah. Hollywood parties and stuff. Yeah, I've been to a lot of Hollywood parties. Um, yeah, I go out a lot here. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you got any yeah. stories for us? Well, I can't really tell most of them because I can't like reveal people. But you know, <laughs> okay, celebrities you can't reveal them. Well, fine. I'm going to tell my story then of me and Sarah, and without I probably shouldn't reveal the celebrity's name on this. Should I? No. Or- no, no, okay. I, I, I don't think it matters, I, but all right, I, whatever. I, Let's. I all right, so here's the story. <laughs> I'm not. So, a very famous musician invited a friend of ours to go watch his Hollywood concert, and it was me and Sarah and Brooke Haven. I think it was just the three of us. So we go to this concert, and we go. So uh, uh, right before the concert, he has a little gathering of of friends. And it was like at underground, I think. We went down some stairs and whatever, and we're in the little green room, and it's really nice people. Yeah, I've met a few celebrities in my time, but this guy was actually like the nicest that I've ever met. And he actually took time to talk to me. Very unusual because he – usually these people just want to talk to the girls, and if they meet me, they're like, hey, well, what can you tell me about Sarah or what can you tell me about Brooke? So – I'm talking to the guy for a while. Very cool. He even gives me a, a little musical instrument sign and everything. And then he says, Hey, would you like a hit of my joint? So I'm like, what? Hey, I can, you know, I can smoke a little weed with my favorite um, musician here. <laughs> yeah. So he hands me the joint and I hit it. And then I hand it over to Sarah and then she hits it. And then <laughs> we're both passing it back and forth a few times. And then we hand it back to our famous lead singer guy. Who then, uh, so then, you know, he says, okay, well, we got to get ready for the show. So a few minutes later, we're over there watching the show, and I turn to Sarah, and I'm like, wow, this is the greatest show ever. I absolutely am blown away by the laser light show and all of the incredible um, electronics they have going on. And Sarah just deadpan looks at me and goes, yeah, there is no laser light show. (laughs) I don't know what joy you were smoking, but I, I didn't. Wasn't getting the same effect, was I? No. I was so just then, like, it's weed, whatever. I look up and I'm like, no, there is a laser light show. How do you not see this? There's like a purple dinosaur dancing across oh the gosh. sky. And then there's like a whole battle going on between like um, skeletons and stuff. And she's just looking at me like, no, no, absolutely not. Oh there is God. no laser light show. This is a small venue. They do not have the kind of budget for a laser light show. <laughs> So I'm like, well, why on? Why do I see a laser light show and you don't? And she goes, that's the Jeffrey. That's like the, the Je- what? She goes, the Jeffrey, that you just had a Jeffrey. You took a bunch of hits off a of Jeffrey. And I'm like, the Jeffrey? You mean like from the movie, Get Me to the Greek? There's no such thing as a Jeffrey. She goes, oh, yeah, there's a Jeffrey, all right. It's got like cocaine and heroin and horse tranquilizers. Know. I wasn't and- smoking the same thing for some reason. <laughs> Whatever, you smoked the same thing, but it had no effect on you whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he's like a hit of acid or something. <laughs> I think that um, you have a lot more experience with these type of drugs. Of... I don't do any drugs. But, oh, I see. But 
mushrooms and <laughs> okay gotcha well you don't do oh, any I, drugs but whatever your brain doesn't register these things the same way mine does and so i guess not she was oblivious she's used to this kind of thing so yeah totally yeah. that's my I, that's my favorite story that's to tell jim um, yeah yeah okay so we got to get on to a serious subject with her because every guest we try to find something that is a life lesson and that can help others. And normally I wouldn't talk about this subject at all because I don't believe in giving stalkers any attention at all. But I want the people, especially now that we're building this big audience, I want people out there to understand that when you start doing something to stalk a, a, a talent, A, you probably don't realize that you're being creepy and that you're doing it. And B, you don't realize the trauma and the effect that you're causing on the person's life. And I think you, Sarah, Jesse, have been stalked more and worse than any performer that I've met. So can you share with us a little bit about what's happened with you and being stalked? Oh yeah. I'm, I don't really want to reveal too much about it, but yes, I have had extreme stalkers, but, um, and they, they, they just want, I mean, I guess they just want your attention. I don't really know what, why they do it. I'm not sure, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's happened a lot in our industry. I mean, to extreme, um, and I, yeah, it's, they, I don't think they realize the effect or maybe they do realize the effect it has on us and that's what they want. I, I'm not sure. They're just insane. <laughs> like I can't, I don't know because stalkers, they're, they're psychopaths. So I don't know, like, what they're thinking, why they do it. How do you recognize, like, I know you can spot one a mile away. Like if you get a direct message or an email or something from somebody, what are the clues that, okay, this person seems kind of deranged to me. Is it when they start mentioning you by your real name and mentioning family members or something? Yeah, there. that's that's a big one right there. That's a big clue. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is super creepy. Um, yeah, just things like that. Um, um, and I don't know what else they, they just, they just don't stop. And they, and once you block them, they make something else so that they, they just keep on and on and on and on. And it's like, don't you get the hint? Like I blocked you, but they don't care. They're just like, yeah. they want your attention. They want to piss you off, but I'm not sure why I, I don't, I never understood it. They just, yeah, that's what a stalker is, basically. But I've had, like, ex-boyfriends as stalkers, too, so not just fans, you know? Something is, is like, they want what they can't have, and it drives them insane when they can't have you. But it's not something you should take personal, because it's not you. It's not anything that the girl is doing to cause it, you know? So. Yeah, people get kind of obsessed with you. Mm, yeah. And maybe it's because you're a wonderful person. I mean, I, I know you mm -hmm. very well. Yeah. And you know, you got a heart of gold and you're you're fun to be around and and maybe just people can't find somebody like that in the world, but let me help you guys out out there who want to get to know Sarah. Um Sarah Jesse is her online persona and it's who she is as far as you're concerned. If you want to get to know the real her, that doesn't mean that you need to poke into her personal life and get to know her that way cuz you're not going to. What you need to do if you really want to get to know her 
is to you know sign up for her OnlyFans or her or not only yeah you do yeah, have OnlyFans. OnlyFans sign up for <laughs> Snapchat collab. not Sex Panther but sign up for okay. OnlyFans or her her um, Snapchat. You can send her direct messages on there. Yeah, and you can approach her in a way that's comfortable. And then if you hit it off, you can build a friendship or a relationship that way. But what you don't want to do is to try to poke a hole through Sarah Jesse and get to the person behind her because you're just going to end up getting um, shunned away and pushed away. That's just not the way to get there. Mm, It's you need to get to know Sarah Jesse. I know it sounds illogical, especially to you guys that are saying, no, no, I don't want to know Sarah Jesse. I want to know the person behind Sarah Jesse. You can't get to the person behind Sarah Jesse unless you've built up a comfort level with Sarah Jesse. Mm, yeah, that's true. But yeah, and even when I like my personal dating life, I date guys, it's sometimes they only want to know Sarah Jesse. It's strange. And then they're like, um, and then when they, I think they want to know the real me, they then they, they're like, they really didn't <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so confused. It's really confusing. That's tough. I, I totally it's, know what you mean. Yeah. So it's if like, you date somebody and you're, then you're, if you're, if you're using your real name then that's your personal life. That's separate. You mm-hmm. want that person to treat you like, um, not Sarah Jesse. Yeah. So it's a little confusing to have a different persona. Yeah. But that's yeah. different. You guys who are out there who are fans and you want to get to know the real Sarah yeah. Jesse, you have to get to know Sarah Jesse. And then, you know, then we'll see, you see what else happens. Well, and, and by all means, and by all means, stay fans. I mean, that's the key, you know, yeah. don't, don't burst yeah. the veneer. No. Well, the boundaries. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. And thank you, Sarah. That's the word I was looking for is boundaries. Yeah. You cannot... You can't get to where you want to go unless you respect her boundaries. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So believe it or not, we're running out of time okay. here. These things go okay. so fast. Yeah. Um, just a couple of things that I want to ask you then. So just as a follow-up to what we just were talking about, mm-hmm. tell us how um, somebody should approach you if they see you in public or at a club or at a valet stand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other question that I want to no, ask, ask you. Me, are you available later? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. a lot. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Available for what? <laughs> um, Vegas, yeah. Um, it's yeah. No, people recognize me a lot here in Vegas. Yeah, and especially like through in the casinos. But I, I mean, it's fine if you come up to me. I don't, really don't mind at all. You just say, "Hey, is there Jesse? Nice to meet you." You know, it's it's fine. I'll talk to you. I'm I'm a nice person, so don't be scared. You can talk to me. There you go. There you go, guys. Just be respectful. In the casino, in the grocery store, though. Yeah, no, that's okay. fine too. Or at the valet, wherever. Just be respectful to me. Good, but again, I just want to reiterate with you guys. So, if you're over at the vegan food store and you see Sarah Jesse <laughs> in there, don't try to Google and figure out her real name and go that route with it. Oh, yeah. Call her don't Sarah Jesse. Approach her as the porn star so- and. Yeah, nice. don't Google my porn sitting next to me on a plane because that's really weird. Exactly. <laughs> I've had that happen. <laughs> You're watching my porn next to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't do that either. Do that. Okay, last question. Uh, we like to ask this a lot. So now that you've been in the business a few years, if you could go back mm-hmm. in time using the Glen King travel time de- time machine DeLorean mm-hmm. that we, we have. That? Yes. I can be 25 forever. That's right. <laughs> Please. You look 25 oh, now. Thank you. But if you I could... just got a facial. Ah. 
So if you could go back in time, what advice would you give to yourself starting out in, in the adult film industry? Mm, what can I say? Oh, God. What would I give to myself? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty proud of myself, what I've done. Sure. I, I don't have any re- regrets or anything. Like, I've, I don't have any bad stories about the industry or, you know, like... Um, I feel good that I got into it later because I was more, you know, experienced person and knew that I wanted to make it a business and make money from it and also be my career, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, but there's the advice. And I think it's something that it's one of the areas where you really stand out is that you've saved your money. Mm -hmm. You've been um, very careful about, you you know, you didn't go take your first thousand dollar check and go buy a purse with it. Yeah. No, let the fans do that. (laughs) I buy me purses and shoes, (laughs) but yeah, no, definitely don't spend your money as you get it. Like that's not a way to make money. So yeah, save it because it's not going to be something you can do forever. And then, yeah. So if you want to make a career of it, no, I've, I've done pretty well. So No, that's it. Let me just make that clear for all of you females um, that listen to our podcast and we're thinking about getting into adult films, is that your first, you know, assuming that you're real young, your, your first few months in the industry, you're going to make thirty to $40,000. And that's you're, mm-hmm. you may never have another period in your life where you make that much money in a short period of time. And that's your mm-hmm. window. That's your one chance to put it away Get a little bit of a savings thing started so that you're not scrambling for your rent every month. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's what's there. 401k. Get that 401k started. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. uh, We've had a wonderful time. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, first of all, shame on you. You can find us at Shame. You can find (laughs) us at the Apple Podcast or you can find us at Google Play because we're part of the Google Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn. Of course, we are with uh, YouTube as well as uh, Spotify, to name just a few. You can find us just about anywhere. All you have to do is Google. We're Uh, everywhere, and you cannot stop us. That's right, and we will not be denied. That's Um, right. Find us by just simply Googling. uh, Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams. Hit the... um, Subscribe button or favorite, and each week you'll get a brand new edition of the show sent to your tablet, to your phone, or to both. So please yeah, go out there and actually listen to the show. Today. Just subscribe. Hit the subscribe. Right, exactly. So, and if for some reason you can't get in touch with us or you want to get in touch with us, not a problem. You can get us at Let's Talk Adult. That's Let's Talk Adult at gmail.com, and we will get your um suggestions, your comments, and anything you want to talk to us about, write at that email box, and we'll actually answer them. So by all means, send it to us. Now, with all of that said, it is the time of the show when we go to Mr. King for some final thoughts. And Mr. King, you are up, sir. Well, as you know, Jim, I like to close this out with a quote. And today's quote is from an author by the name of Michael Bassey Johnson, who wrote a book called The Infinity Sign. He said... I think it's a he. Uh, If you truly want to be respected by people you love, you must prove to them that you can survive without them. And this is very um, appropriate for this podcast because Sarah Jesse over here, I think, is special in that way in that 
she is self-reliant. She she knows who she is and what she is, and she doesn't necessarily need people around her to make her feel um, special because she knows she's special. Although everyone appreciates being told they're special. Oh yeah, I like compliments. Yeah, but but she also <laughs> likes herself, and she's not going to let herself get down or up based upon somebody not returning her text fast enough or somebody you know just not getting enough compliments in a given day. And every single person out there has to learn to love themselves before other people can love them. So just think about that. And we thank you very much for listening to this week's Let's Talk Adult. One more time, what is your social media, Sarah? Uh, Twitter, Sarah Jesse Triple X. Instagram, Sarah Jesse 420. Thanks, guys. There you go. Check us out. Anytime. See you next week, everybody. Bye. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.